friends, it's your well woman practitioner Lashanna Moore, Holistically Well, and this is the Holistically Speaking Podcast. Why do I always say Holistically Well? That's the name of the business, Holistically Well Center, and it bred this podcast, Holistically Speaking, because this is our online time, digital time, audio time to talk, to speak of things that make us well and make us whole. So, hey, how are you? I hope you are doing well and I hope that you are whole. Remember, it doesn't always have to be okay, but it is well. Hope you're laughing, loving, striving through the greatest days and striving through the toughest days because such is the cycle of life. Today is Love Day. According to our calendar, it's February the 14th and it is Valentine's Day. Also, interestingly enough, this year, it's Ash Wednesday. I thought that was very unique. And of course, as a writer, it inspired me to write a publication on my Just Lashanna publication. So I'll put it in the notes. I do encourage you to read it. For those of you who love to read, for you contemplators, for you thinkers um, and the like, I encourage you to check it out. And if you feel led to subscribe, I encourage you to do that as well. Writing has always been a place of expression and communication for me. Uh, It has has also been what I do in addition to verbalizing myself, putting words on paper. And so for you writers out there, for you uh, writers of poetry, for you essayists, let me just slip a little note in there to encourage you to continue doing it or if you've put it down for whatever reason to not necessarily find your inspiration because we don't always get it but to remember why you started doing it and maybe let that provoke you and prompt you to continue y'all I don't care who responds or who doesn't respond someone is watching someone is reading someone is listening someone needs you In 47, soon to be 48 years of living from a very shy, insecure girl to a verbal, expressive woman, I can testify that people are watching and more are inspired than those who criticize and ridicule. I just wanted to put that little uh, insert in there. But um, I wanted to just do a quick episode on love. I want to expand our idea on what Valentine's Day means today, especially because it has collided with Ash Wednesday. And I think it's a beautiful collision. It's quite uh, an enigma. But um, Ash Wednesday is a traditional Christian tradition. Many denominations observe it as a holy day of prayer. You'll definitely see this very heavy in Catholicism where they meet with the priest and they get the um, the uh, ash um, on their forehead in the sign of the cross, um, the crucifixion. And so it marks the first day of Lent a season of prayer and fasting. It's also a time, I say, for all of us, not just for Catholics, but it's a time for all of us to observe repentance, preparation, leading to Easter holiday. And during Easter, we commemorate the story of Christ's crucifixion and resurrection. So that's today. That's Ash Wednesday. It is the precursor of kicking off Lent for a 40-day sacrificial time of praying and fasting. 
Then here's Valentine's Day with her complete contradicting self of Ash Wednesday. Or so I thought. (laughs) But Valentine's Day is a calendar holiday that centers around our expressing love and affection, particularly for lovers. But as the holiday has evolved and I love its evolution, more people are including this as a day of showing love toward friends and family. And what I know to be true is that love is a universal language that never needs to stop being sent, being expressed, being sang, being heard, being given. I have been around and worked with every generation, every age group from the youngest, literally to the eldest. And the one underlining theme that never, 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 never fails is love, the need for love, the desire for love. We have um, the little kid in us and then we have the mature us. Both of them need to be nurtured. Would you pause with me for a minute just to think about how the little you needs to be nurtured? Has it been nurtured? How would you like for that to happen for you? So when we ponder this for ourselves, can you imagine once you're in your elderly season, how much more important that is to receive love, to know love, to feel love Um, in our senior concierge services that we offer where we provide care for seniors in case you didn't know we offered it. Feel free to take advantage of it. We provide uh, for them care, whether that is shopping for them, getting their prescriptions, checking in for them when families are not able to. But we also painfully know the stories of these seniors who have been abandoned by their family. Their family may have money because if you know anything about caring for elderly, it is the most expensive season of life. So, hey, y'all, millennials, Gen Z's, Generation Xers, as we're preparing for this season, yes, it's important. Put a dollar away, $5, $10. If you can double up on your retirement, wherever you are financially in your life, whatever status you are currently in, Try to put something back because I am noticing that the senior season is the most expensive. Y'all, these places are ridiculous. We are all a thread away from life changing for us. And while we do desire to live independent, you may desire to to um, your story that you're writing for yourself may be that you're going to be with the love of your life forever because life is what life is. Life does what life does. We really don't know. We hope, we pray, we have our expectation and our faith that allows us to put that hope and expectation in place. But we never know where we're going to be. Um, This is why we need to treat everybody with love and respect. It's the most expensive season that I am seeing so far. And so um, we have also experienced these uh, seniors who are abandoned. So this is all about the theme of love, what I'm talking about, going back to what love means for us today. Even if you're not catching this live on Ash Wednesday, on Valentine's Day, this is a timeless message that I want us to continue to ponder. Love, love, love. So I got to thinking about, okay, what can we pull from Ash Wednesday and Valentine's? How can these two separate, far complex worlds, far different worlds meet in the middle today? 
And it would seem that while one practices restraint and discipline, Ash Wednesday, the other practices indulgence and festive behavior, Valentine's Day. Both of them can be considered controversial. Maybe you feel some kind of way about why people put so much intention on Ash Wednesday and Lent and this whole 40-day sacrificial time. And then with Valentine's Day, we may ponder why do we put so much in a man-made holiday? Why do we have to wait for this day to love or to show love? And really, we don't or we shouldn't. But I don't find it bothersome or erroneous for us to have a calendar day that marks intention because you never know how someone is living. We, we never know how somebody may need to be reminded how many successful people uh, have all the things, the acquisitions, the accolades, but are missing the simple thing that the homeless couple may have or missing the thing that the widow may have or the second married person may have or the person who has a great group of friends, a great circle of friends have. They're missing love, the key component. So prayerfully for them, maybe this is a day to spark that, to remind them of that. However, I feel that it is worthy of being observed with humility. My husband and I do celebrate Valentine's Day as a day to just be reminded of our vows. I put in my publication today that, listen, it's up and it's stuck. Like there are no off seasons. Love is not always a day that is filled with butterflies in your stomach, that's filled with giddiness, that that uh, has a light gazing through your eyes because you just love this person. It is a commitment that comes through, that flows through every season. And this is really where I saw the common denominator that we can pull out of today, that we can find the unending, unconditional, timeless, un, um, the never-ending ways of loving one another. Love should draw us. It should make us more sacrificial. It should make us find ways to suppress our flesh so that we can love unconditionally. Love is divine. The love, love in the form of Christ, divine and infinite. Our love for one another stems from various impulses and influences but it is noteworthy of recognition because our love must start somewhere in order for it to bloom. And I think if we strip away all the toils of, you know, human activity toward Lent and toward Valentine's, if we strip away all the doing and the performing, what we're left to look at and handle with care is the gift of love. And yeah, it can almost sound blasphemous to, um, combine these two together. But as I put in the publication, go ahead and swallow that blue pill with me and let's journey through today. And I dare you to be inspired by what this day can produce. You know, um, Valentine's Day, I want to say is pulled from a folk story. It's a folklore of this saint, Saint Valentine, who was a martyr. And so because of the martyrdom, there was a holiday excuse me, placed in the honor to culturally celebrate love and expression. 
and primarily for lovers. And there are apparently, according to this folk story, were other martyrs in the name of love. Well, our ultimate supreme love did die, not accidentally. Uh, I don't even want to say heroically because this love was just far too divine. Um, the deity, far too divine to say, oh, let me just do a heroic thing. Because look, sis, I can do a lot of heroic things for you and I don't have to lose my life to do it. Okay. <laughs> but this love uh, really is our gauge. It is our barometer on how we should love and forgive and love. Y'all remember back in elementary when Valentine's was such a big deal, whether you were looking forward to it, whether you were nervous by it, or maybe your story was the complete opposite. Maybe you were that kid who was shunned, who was bullied, who was picked on, who was mocked. I know what that's like, too. I know what it's like to be liked. And I know what it's like to not be liked. I think I had an humbling combination of both of those experiences. But if we were to go down nostalgic memory lane and think about elementary, Valentine's was such a big deal. Why? Because we had parties. Not only do we have parties that let us eat pizza, like real pizza, not cafeteria pizza, the real pizza. Then we had candy. Now, what kid doesn't like candy? And those infamous cards. Will you be my Valentine? And then who remembers the candy hearts with all of the expressions on them? Like, be mine. Kiss me. True love. Now, what we knew about the seriousness of love at that early age, we didn't. But we took Valentine's Day seriously. Then, of course, as you got in high school, it was a it was a popularity thing because it was all about who was walking around with the biggest bear, the biggest balloon. Y'all remember that? So along with competition came this inferior feeling and this angst, too. Then as you grow older and let's say let's travel through singlehood. How do you think about Valentine's Day as a widow? How does it affect you? As a divorce, say, what do you feel about it? As a woman who may be beginning again, going through new seasons of life, how do you feel about Valentine's Day? So can we truly insert the gift of what Ash Wednesday brings to us? The reminder that there is a divine, unconditional, infinite, never ending, crazy about you love that will never cease. That is not dependent on what you make and who you are and how perfect you do things. I'm thankful for it. In my marriage, I am striving to have the unconditional love. Why do we strive? Because we are human. We're filled with imperfections. We're filled with sinful nature and proclivities to be selfish. And so for me, um, I think about our highs and our lows, talking about my marriage. I think about, honey, I think about the times that we couldn't go out and have dinner because, you know, the restaurants hype, hype the prices up for Valentine's. 150, 180, 200 for the three, four, five course, this, 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 and that. Okay, well, when you live in high on the hog and you're in your high times, that's great. But when you're in your humble seasons, your seasons that I like to say really make and solidify and imprint 
what marriage and the values of marriage are, you have to get a lot more creative. And hopefully for you, like it did for us, it makes you more appreciative. It helps you navigate together. It helps you to truly see what partnership is all about. It's you against not having. It's you against the frustrations of restriction. And I think that is what really elevates and blooms love, partnership love. As I got older being single, I was probably wrestling with whether I wanted Valentine's Day to mean anything. Like I wasn't quick to um, exclaim that it was man-made. Like a lot of people would just, you know, people like to be rebels and they like to be contrarians. And I like to think twice before I become that person. What does this mean? And then really kind of tracking the root of my emotions and my feelings. Do I feel this way because I don't have X, Y, and Z because I'm not X, Y, and Z. And what does even X, Y, and Z mean to the validation of who I am? Can somebody say amen about that, right? Because it does not being married, having a ring on your finger, having the paper with the name change is great, but it doesn't make you who you are. And it does not dictate the love and the value of love that you're worthy of. Okay. So I'm appreciative of the low and the high seasons as a married woman. I am appreciative of freedom, of exploration, adventure, and the depth of self-love, honey, that I garnered while being single because it is that lesson that holds me today. Let me say that again. It is everything that I garnered and cultivated as a single woman that holds me today. My husband's love is the cherry on the top. It's not the cake. The cake is my God love. The feeling is like F-I-L-I, you know, what? like a cake. <laughs> the feeling is the love I garnered for myself. The whipped cream and the cherry is the, hus- is the love my husband gives me. So in ending this, in conclusion, can we find ourselves comfortably holding both today, Lent and Valentine's? Can we... Remove or set down the legalities of both and look deeper in them? Can we see what divine love through Christ and our human love for one another brings us the fruition, brings to fruition the fruitfulness of both? Look at them from a spiritual and a natural lens. And my prayer is for us that through Christ's love, we rededicate our, ourselves to each other, to living, to humanity, to all people. Remember all generations, all states of being. This to me is truly the journey of being well and being whole, not just from a personal perspective, but from a humanity perspective. And so as 1 Corinthians 13 tells us, let's be reminded that love bears all things, hopes for all things, endures all things. Let's believe for right, for justice and equality. Let's desire that one another have the kind of love that is never ending. And may the festivity of this day bring us a new, deeper commitment, deeper bonds. Happy Ash Wednesday. Happy Valentine's Day. Be well, be whole.